Hey there, this is part five of the Itsy Pitsy series of Traveling to Hungary on the Hungarian Living Podcast. Some people have asked me, isn't everything worth seeing in Hungary actually just in Budapest? Is it necessary to go to the countryside? Stay tuned for my thoughts on the matter. Hi, welcome to the Hungarian Living Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Sepovas. We're on a mission to help you maintain a meaningful connection to Hungarian heritage in a variety of ways. We talk about food, travel, history, music, language, genealogy, and share stories from our guests. We're glad you're here. Join us each episode as we discover, celebrate, and share a variety of things about Hungarian heritage. If you grew up surrounded by Hungarian culture, then you know how special that is. And if you didn't, this is a great place to learn and grow. So whether you know a little or a lot about being Hungarian, this is the place to be. Budapest is an amazing city to visit, but as I like to say, the magic is in the countryside. There is so much to see and do in Budapest, and you can explore and get along pretty well only knowing English. But consider finding a way to get into the countryside. It will give you a much deeper appreciation for the country as a whole. It's true, Budapest is romantic and gorgeous and full of incredible history, but the countryside is full of people, my kind of people. The regular nannies and bocces who live and work and play in the villages and small towns. I think the villages resonate with me because that's where my ancestors came from. Maybe that is why I felt so comfortable in small town Nebraska for so many years. It was in my genes. It does get a little more complicated setting up a travel plan outside of Budapest, but it is completely worth going. If you love to plan the details of a trip, go for it. Some people love planning everything. Vehicle rentals and hotels and the daily schedule and all of that. We've done it, and it takes a lot of work. Actually, I should say my husband did it, but he did consider everyone traveling, our four kids, and asked them to each come up with a few things that were important for them to see in this once-in-a-lifetime, or so we thought, trip. Getting those who are joining you on the trip to chip in an idea or two is a good way to get them engaged in the process. The special places our kids picked out were put into the itinerary, but the memorable moments were from things that were unplanned or discovered along the way. This exact same thing has happened to us a time or two on our tours as well. We have a plan, and then there's an adjustment in the plan, and then things are amazing after that. I have figured out that I don't like to be in the nitty-gritty details of every single plan. I like coming up with the big picture and trusting the details will be covered by the person who loves that sort of thing. I like building in some flexibility so that adjustments can be made, but I'm a person who can learn and have fun in many different situations, and I like to allow for spontaneity. A little downtime is fine. A change in plans is to be expected. I like to have a rough sketch of a plan and then see what happens if I'm traveling on my own. My husband likes to have a few more details fleshed out. Both approaches are completely valid and have their strong points. If nailing down the details and following up with them is just too exhausting, you might be a candidate for one of our tours. We spend two-thirds of our time in the countryside exploring a region and getting to know what it has to offer. My tour partner and I work out all the details, and you can relax and have all the fun. So start thinking about how long you plan to be in Hungary, and then work back from there. If you only have three days, enjoy Budapest, but plan on a return trip when you can stay longer. My personal opinion is you should plan on at least 10 days in Hungary, and even that isn't enough time. But it's a great start. I think of it as a bit of a soak. 
It takes time to absorb the way of life. It takes time to get familiar with your surroundings, the language, the signs, the architecture, the history, the transportation options, and the culture. And you do need a lot of time to ponder the flavorful foods and beverages. I don't believe you do hungry any justice, or any country for that matter, when you run in and run out and say, check it off my list, I've been there. I think it is important to experience it a little. And if you have family from Hungary, see if you can get close to where they lived. And guess what? We can help with that too. Check out all our upcoming tours at mudyourliving.com and contact us at tours at mudyourliving.com if you want to check out one of our upcoming Zoom sessions all about our tours to Hungary or Transylvania. We'll catch you next time. Are you interested in traveling to Hungary or Transylvania? This episode is sponsored by Mudyard Living Tours. Interested in visiting Hungary or Transylvania but don't want to deal with all of the details? Our tours are typically 13 nights long and include all hotels, transportation, an English-speaking guide, two meals each full day, and a wide variety of activities. Come see for yourself. Visit mudyardliving.com to learn all about the details about our upcoming tours. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Hungarian Living Podcast, please share it with someone you know who loves their Hungarian heritage. Special thanks to Stephen Chichek and the Animal Cannibals for the show music. Check out our show notes for links to resources mentioned in this episode. If you have a question or comment, we'd love to hear from you at podcast at hungarianliving.com.